Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. As always, these shows are brought to you by all of the kind folks who donate to the show on a monthly basis using our Patreon page. If you would like to be one of those individuals, uh, visit www.patreon.com slash froggystyle. Frog, the letter E, underscore style. You can donate as little as $1 a month or as much as $50 a month. Um, If you do do donate $1 a month, you gain access to a bunch of bonus content. Uh, This week, we just released the first episode in the Big Think bonus series. Um, That's with... Brendan Long, and it's where we take kind of ethical questions and we just discuss them. They're about 20 minutes to half an hour long. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, uh, visit our Patreon page. Uh, There's also bonus interviews. Um, And next week I will be interviewing the uh, organizers of the 420 Music and Arts Festival here in Calgary. Um, So yeah, that'll also be thrown up there once that interview has taken place. Again, it's only $1 a month, that's $12 a year, and it gains you access to a whole bunch of cool content. If you would like to donate more, you can do that as well. It's All donations are much appreciated, And I highly recommend that you check out our Patreon page. I'll put the links in the episode notes as well um, in case you want to do that. If you are fans of the show, why not? You should consider joining our email list. The email list keeps you up to date with the podcast and also my other podcast. It uh, also... Anytime we do draws or giveaways, it also automatically enters you into those. So sign up at fsproductions.ca. It's the first thing you're going to see when you visit the website. And you have the chance of just winning cool free stuff like t-shirts, CDs, other merch from local bands, stickers. I don't know. There's lots of cool things. fsproductions.ca. Check it out. While you're there, take a look around the website. There's other cool kind of like supplementary material to the podcast, like articles and creative writing and all the podcasts get posted there and stuff like that. So yeah, fsproductions.ca. Check it out. Awesome. On this episode of Groove Talk. I am joined again by Ethan and Trenton, who make up the band Dane. Dane is set to release a new album here on March 24th called Serotonin. So obviously we talk all about that. Um, It was lots of fun talking to the guys again. I feel like this this podcast was a little bit more relaxed because we did it a second time, and uh, yeah, it was lots of fun. If you would like to get a little preview of Dane's new album, you can listen to the song Procrastinate at the end of the episode. It's a really, really cool song. I really dig it. 
You can catch Dane at their album release show on March 24th at the Night Owl. They will be playing alongside Crooked Spies, Heavy Dive, and Gin Bombs. Tickets are only $10 and Dane goes on at midnight. They will have new t-shirts, stickers, and copies of the new album Serotonin available for purchase. I will put all this information in the episode's no- episode notes of this episode. Yeah. Um, as well as <laughs> the, uh, the link to their band camp and where you can find the album when it is released on March 24th. We talk about it all in the podcast, and all that information is also given. So, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Trenton and Ethan from the band Dane. I really did. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. crack in there <laughs> do that you to did. start yeah Hello, so uh on this week's episode of groove talk i'm joined again by trenton and ethan and uh they make up the band dane hello how's it going pleased to have us back yeah <laughs> um so you guys are just about to release a new album here yes yes uh how excited are you about that? <laughs> a little too excited. <laughs> yeah. Yes, super excited. Uh, we put, in lot, put a lot of work into it, a lot of planning into this new one. And yeah, it's going to be hopefully bigger and better. And yeah, hopefully a lot of people respond really well to it. Can't wait to share it. Yeah, it's, uh, been, it's been pretty hard, like not sharing it with people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so I guess the album's called Serotonin, correct? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so why, why, what's, what, like, why that title for the new Oh, to kind of explain why I chose that title, because the whole album is kind of about like, emotional pain and kind of like going through really horrible, uh, relationships or something like that. And basically serotonin meaning like maybe the only the character in this album his or her only escape is you know through serotonin i guess and yeah then like especially in the the song title uh serotonin's the only thing i know basically about like uh a person who like is going through a lot of emotional pain and um yeah, feels like yeah, serotonin's the only thing that can make them happy, or you know, such as like partying or doing drugs, just kind of being self-destructive in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of like yeah, the story behind the or the theme behind serotonin. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I guess kind of what what was the recording process like? Uh, recording process was well, very well, drunk. 
Well, I wouldn't say drunk. Also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, you know, we went, we drove all the way up to Penticton in the fierce uh, road conditions. Uh, it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stay in Revelstoke at night at the Sandman and... So we got to Penticton, um, recorded at my buddy's studio that I went to college with, and yes, basically yeah, he is he's set up there. He's a really great engineer. Got to work with him, and so like just uh, did the track separately. Started with the drums, and then moved to my parts, like with bass and vocals and like tambourine and all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that was kind of the process. Yeah, just kind of went out there and recorded in a little back. Uh, what's it called? Like back. It was like a, a shed in like <laughs> a his shed, backyard, but, but it was yeah. like all insulated and mm. done up really, really well. But it was like tiny. Like it was, it was so small. In there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it worked. It did a fantastic job. Uh, it sounds great. Uh, we got our old roommate uh, as our producer to come with us or come out there with us. And he is nice because he also took uh, production for, like the first semester or like half of a semester at Nimbus Academy in Vancouver. So he kind of helped with his expertise on engineering as well, helped edit the drums and made it easier for our other engineer, Jeremy. Mm. Awesome. Um, so was the decision to go out to Penticton, is it just because you knew, like you knew the guy yeah. and everything and, okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. knew Jeremy. Um, yeah, because uh, a couple of years ago he came to Calgary, recorded stuff with us. Um, so I just thought, oh, he's uh, building his own studio. Why not go out there and yeah, go to his place and he'd uh, do the same stuff. And plus he, like, he does it for uh, like a reasonable price for recording than spending tons and tons of money in a more professional setting i feel like maybe more of an amateur setting it can sound pretty pretty good still yeah yeah for sure that's like it seems to be like more and more kind of home studios are popping up all over the place with like you know technology becoming more affordable and stuff you can get just as good a quality from like a home studio setting for sure oh big time yeah yeah you can plus like yeah just big big thing is money and time and all that stuff and yeah 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 definitely i mean yeah like i've been actually really surprised at some of the the albums i have heard and it's like you know you find out that it's recorded in a home studio or something you're like wow this is like really well done and it's just cool it's cool to see that music is becoming like more accessible for everybody it seems yeah, yeah. yeah it was awesome yeah. Yeah. you get out there more and you know, especially uh, online and get to put out put out your stuff yeah yeah, yeah definitely easier to promote yourself and whatnot too mm -hmm. and uh, um so i guess what uh what did you maybe learn from the last album and recording the last album that you maybe applied to this new album um so like the, the first album was a lot like I, I did pretty much all the recording and mixing uh, at the time I was still getting better at 
mixing and it wasn't in like recorded in the best uh way either um i kind of like just di'd the bass and all that stuff and it has a, a lot more of a, a raw sound but i guess the, the second one coming out here still has a raw sound but just better just better music i'd say better production quality mm. and yeah a lot of i feel like we definitely put a lot more i guess like effort into the songs like i'd only just started when we were doing like that last album and like i didn't even do like half those drum tracks but yeah yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's funny i actually kind of like before i found ethan i did demos on my own i'd record uh drums and bass and get him to learn it but i'd just give ethan the credits or not so it was nice so it was kind of more of like a full album of yeah. both or especially your creativity. yeah yeah i i definitely felt like like i've i got like a little bit more of me onto this album which is nice yeah. like I don't know. I and like also, I feel like we just developed the songs more. Like, yeah. Cause like, I didn't really have like a bunch of. I don't know, stuff in that in the last songs. No, not at all. Cool. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. Obviously, I guess you know, having two people working on the album would like kind of make it change and evolve in a way that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome yeah, definitely yeah, it makes my life easier when i it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah here's kind of a, a riff and yeah i have pretty much a song i'll like do the arrangements but it's like uh yeah you come up with drums <laughs> so i don't have to <laughs> yeah it's definitely a, a lot more of a groovier album than the last one and mm -hmm. the last one was definitely more punchy and like raw well like yeah, people call it like it's still raw fit. but yeah, yeah, it's like misfitty. I'm like, oh, that's, it, that's it a was kind description. of misfitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very misfit, nineteen year old Trenton. <laughs> yeah, what but, a bad boy. <laughs> I guess just being like older now too, you've gone through more experiences and shit like that, and like that's obviously yeah. going to make your sound evolve. And yeah, oh, exactly. Do you guys have like a favorite, a favorite song, like personal favorite song off the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd say like procrastinate or encrypted vibe. Those are both like pretty nice. jazzy tunes. <laughs> really, let's see what I really like. I'd say like definitely uh, procrastinate um, and pristine consolidation. That's like that's a banger. Yeah, pristine consolidation is good. But, yeah, and then it's like this album definitely has a lot more solos kind of crazy yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's just it. like half the album is just Trenton like shredding on bass it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so really like inspired me like to do stuff like that especially is, is Jack Wake because I did like read an article on um it just when uh what critics would say about um his guitar playing and like some of his albums and they're saying there's like a lot of unnecessary guitar solos and so they're only a two-piece so he's like uh, in the upper register of the guitar plus putting on an octave pedal bringing it bringing it up an extra octave with with no no lower end no uh accompaniment but the drums i just thought that was like really crazy like 
basically saying that yeah you can do whatever you, you want in music so yeah so i just kind of yeah just shred on the bass for <laughs> there's some songs nice <laughs> yeah. yeah uh do you find it like hard to write bass solos or is it similar to guitar solos like uh, i have no yeah, idea it's really really similar yeah. to be, be honest um yeah, I, I just kind of treat the, the bass like a guitar. And so when I was in college, I actually majored in guitar and didn't play bass at all until I really, until I came back to Calgary and I just, yeah, started, I just like the bass more, I guess. It's bigger, uh, strings are bigger, easier to <laughs> get to, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Um, did you, I guess, do you find a benefit to a you said you played guitar first or like do you, uh, do you find yeah. a benefit does it cross over very oh uh, yeah pretty pretty well yeah. for sure there's like definitely uh some music where there's some like bass lines where it's like really crazy in like some songs that i might not understand as well but yeah no it's, uh, it's yeah not too bad it's just another yeah it's another guitar i guess yeah cool um so i get i've noticed that you guys are i don't know i feel like i've seen the album a lot on like social media and stuff and it seems like you guys are hyping this one up quite a bit like more and uh, like how how are you doing that differently i guess yeah i don't i don't know like i guess since our first album we definitely just know how to get yourself out there a bit more and definitely Mm -hmm. just kind of putting in the effort to like spreading the word and making sure that yeah. like the advertisements are still going on social media and yeah and just and trying to <laughs> you know, just push as much as you can because i know that there's always a lot of competition in calgary and and you know i just feel like a, a cd release is always really important to a band so it'd be good to like just try to bring in the biggest crowd you can make yeah maybe make some you know a bit of money off of it and yeah because it's like once you release it that's kind of it it's kind of gotta go with a band yeah. and then it kind of trickles down man like again our our last album release was like it's in our basement yeah like maybe 50 <laughs> people in our basement and well, the, they like got too rowdy. hot so they left halfway yeah. through which was sad it was, it was in the summertime I'm like, it was a good yeah. time though yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty rowdy yeah. party. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of. Hopefully, this one will be rowdier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's hope to go down. Yeah, just a different path in, in time, and yeah, just kind of market the, this album more. I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So the CD release party is on March twenty fourth, correct? Yes. Like how excited are you guys for that? <laughs> pretty super, pretty stoked. Yeah. Yeah, better be there. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> We're on at midnight. We got Gin Bombs, uh, Heavy Dive, and Cricket Spies. Some other amazing bands playing. So yeah, man. I'm yeah. I'm really really stoked. It's gonna be, like a lot of a lot of homies are gonna be there. Yeah. Be a really there, good time. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I noticed that you're both wearing Crooked Spies gear. Honestly, I didn't really (laughs) include that together until you said that. (laughs) We're in love with those guys. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, Yeah, man. uh, Their album release show 
that was that was crazy that yeah, was man. something <laughs> it was awesome yeah. yeah crazy night though like i because like i worked it and uh in the basement we had like a really crazy like christmas party like it was a private party and yeah it was insane <laughs> so like the whole first half of the night because it started like way earlier uh, it, was, uh, it was brutal <laughs> so so busy yeah i bet <laughs> So do you guys do anything different to prepare for a show like this compared to a regular show? Or Yeah, I'd say because um, we have like new merchandise coming out. We have like t-shirts, uh, finally and CDs and so kind of like ordering stuff um, and basically just trying to really push the advertisement that, that much more than a regular show. Trying to, trying to make it as if, like, this is the show that's happening on this night, on this weekend, more more than any other show. But, you know, not to say that, you know, other shows aren't important in the city, but, again, you got to kind of, to bleed through all the other stuff that's going on, you kind of, yeah, just have to be crazy about it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's been telling like everybody. <laughs> but, but our, our intentions, I, I think now is like to kind of focus on setting up uh, bigger shows than to just uh, play shows all the time. And yeah, so we're kind of doing well, just one show a month and mm. try, try to yeah, get as much people out to each of those as we can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, I feel like, a different strategy for when you're a new band versus a little bit more of an established band in mm-hmm. regards to shows. Like, mm-hmm. new bands, I feel like, you know, you got to play as many shows as possible, you know, get people to know about you, essentially. Yeah. But as that, like, kind of, as you get into a more mature band, you don't want to play too much because it, like, kind of super saturates yourself, you know what I mean? And Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't know, I feel like it's more worth it to play for... Yeah, bigger crowd. It's more fun. Yeah, you go out once a month and the crowd's like that much bigger or whatever instead of, you know, playing three shows a month and have a third of the crowd at each show yeah. or like even less maybe. or mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like you're making a, enough money to pay the bills really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from original music. But... <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean, do you guys see yourselves doing this as like more of a professional thing or you know is it kind of just yeah. well, well most certainly we're trying to uh, get to definitely not off the table yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it just maybe takes uh, uh this other it's different intentions and uh just different strategies i guess I, maybe uh like try and do as much as i can online and send our music to as many people as you can and yeah it just it just takes networking i guess but it's something uh i'd i'd i know i'd definitely love to do professionally like be a professional performer and all that yeah yeah it'd be pretty rad to just yeah. play shows and tour and do yeah, nothing it's, else it's, <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the dream for sure serious i can say yeah, yeah big time cool um so is there maybe a tour in the future or something like that coming along or yeah hopefully yeah. <laughs> it's kind of with finances it's kind of yeah a struggle and definitely 
Definitely want to make it out to the coast, like yeah. out to Vancouver. Cool. Yeah, I think we're going to Vancouver actually in uh, either April or May. Yeah, this is our buddy. He said he'd set up a show for us there and he'd maybe record a single with us too. Yeah, and cool. yeah but he, he's saying you know, it's a good place to be for, for our style. So, yeah, cool. definitely have to go yeah. down. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to do a quick shout out to Justin Eden. This guy's the bomb. Yeah, Produced just, our whole album. Justin Eden. <laughs> Former roommate. <laughs> <laughs> for a future engineer, he's the man to hire. Yeah. Great guy. Awesome. Loves what he does. <laughs> so, uh, was there a lot of kind of like post-production stuff added onto the album that maybe surprised you guys when you heard it? or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of like a lot more... Like little stuff. Yeah, like, like little stuff and yeah. stuff like oh, yeah. that. And that makes the songs brighter or whatever. Yeah, and... yeah I'd say definitely the harmonies. A lot yeah. more vocal harmonies to kind of just give it that extra lift. And uh, sound a bit more interesting. And then, of course, uh, tambourine. Uh, add that too. In most songs. And then a little bit of cowbell for a couple songs. <laughs> so it's, it's, it sounds comedic, <laughs> the <Yeah>. cowbell. <laughs> like it sounds good, but it also sounds like almost hilarious. Just just because I was there and I, I saw it, I witnessed it. That's why it like sticks out. His ear piercing. Yeah. Cowbell. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was like shocked when I heard the master tracks, just because like on our last album, like you couldn't really hear like the toms or cymbals too well like it was just so raw and like when i like first heard the master tracks like it was just like blew me away because like never heard my myself i guess so clear on a recording yeah so i was like that was really nice <laughs> awesome yeah it's like kind of a an amazing sometimes when you hear mastered tracks versus unmastered tracks oh like, yeah what all that production stuff actually does for it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so did he like consult you before adding things in or did he just kind of do it and see what happened? Well, no, actually I, uh, I did my homework and kind of we did uh, live sessions before then, like just a raw yeah. uh, sessions and then I'd listen to it and then I'd uh, think of stuff that I could add on. And so when we went into the studio, because we were only there for a week uh, for recording, so it's like you didn't really have time to think of new stuff. You just kind of have to add what you already know or knew yeah, to add. Yeah. Cool. So uh, only being there for a week, did you find that challenging at all? Or was that like yeah. a perfect amount of time? Yeah, it was a good amount of time, uh, but it was a bit challenging too, because um, like the, our engineer, he had to work too during the day, and then he was also busy with doing sound for a band for New Year's, so it's kind of like on and off. It, we'd like record maybe for like hour or two at this part of the day, and then we'll go back to the hostel, then come back, and so yeah, so he was like. It's kind of like broken up, but we got everything done and yep, really, really fast because yeah. we knew we knew the material really well. It's kind of nice yeah. though, because like we'd have like we'd like 
crush some recording for a few hours and then like just go and like chill and stuff and like i don't know i don't get out of the city much so it was like pretty nice and uh yeah it was really cold there yeah oh man it was so cold and like they had like record breaking snowfall because like it doesn't get that bad out there but like it was like just as bad or like even worse than calgary has just been oh wow it, it was just like snow up to here like oh <laughs> it was brutal we had to like dig trenton's car out a couple times oh, stuff. <laughs> he's, yeah he's just got a tiny like honda fit <laughs> yeah pipsqueak of a car yeah <laughs> but yeah great a great experience yeah it was, it was yeah, a really good time it was, out it was there nice like a lot of my f- friends in the scene would like tell me like oh there's something about uh, recording in a different city and yeah they're right there's something about it. it's really cool really cool feeling I guess uh, to be out there mm. and travel nice all right it sounds like it was almost kind of like a mini vacation for you guys as well yeah. <laughs> I yeah was, like oh. working in like bars and nightclubs and stuff like I New Year's Eve is like not a thing like you you don't get New Year's Eve off or like Halloween or St. Patrick's Day but yeah oh man I had to book it off like I booked off New Year's Eve in like the middle of the summer because <laughs> I was like hey I need this time off I'm not gonna be in Calgary but yeah. oh man it was so nice just being able to go out and enjoy mm-hmm. New Year's Eve nice so you spent New Year's over there then yeah, yeah. I went to the Barking Parrot casino yeah dude it was a cool cover band it was awesome nice yeah oh i know (laughs) yeah man yeah it was just like nice being with like trenton and uh our old roommate justin who like produced the album like yeah more good good friends nice lived together for a long time Yeah. yeah so it was really really fun really good trip fuck yeah that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> played, played lots of crib. Yeah, that's, oh that's man, all we did. played so much crib, drank so much wine, and Miller High Life. <laughs> Holy. Champagne of beers. Yeah, Miller man. High Life. Sold liquor oh, stores man. all over. Dude, it's, it's legit like such a good beer. Mm. That's pretty nice. darn good. Yeah, oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> I feel the same way, but like, Coors Banquet. Yeah. Like whenever yeah. we go down to the States, you can Coors get like so yeah. cheap in the States. Yeah, you get so cheap. Thirty Coors Banquet for twenty dollars at Walmart. Yeah. At Walmart. <laughs> at Walmart. Too. Yeah. <laughs> of all 30. places. Thirty, wow. yeah. Usually it's like thirty for twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other way around. Damn. Yeah. Damn Alberta. <laughs> yeah. And the States is great for drinking beers and uh, mostly just drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our favorite is Blue Buck for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Phillips Blue Buck. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if any of you beer companies are listening, we could use sponsors and stuff. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I will drink just... the shit out of Phillips Blue Buck at every show, everywhere, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Send us free beer. We'll drink it and promote the crap out of you. Nice. We'll maybe write, maybe write a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Some really angsty, drunk song about beer. <laughs> Specifically, Blue Buck. Yeah. Uh, 
So was there a lot of like prepping before you guys went out to Penticton then? Oh yeah. yeah. For for the album, yeah, definitely I had to do a bunch of bed tracks and so it kind of like to set the tempos for each track, um, kind of lay out the form. I play my bass to like uh, electronic drums and then I do the vocals. And so I give that to Ethan and so he basically played in my bass and vocals to a click track. So that's what we used. And yeah, and plus uh, doing all the add-ons such as like the harmonies and vocals and Kind of, yeah, just working on like the time frame of of the trip and where we're staying and yeah, just kind of what what was going to happen and plus having that Kickstarter to so we can like, it help us out to afford the, and pay the engineer as well. And yeah, yeah so it's a, a bit really of planning, like we've really looked forward to it for quite some time and yeah, it, it's already happened and but really really great memory to cherish yeah big time <clears throat> cool do you have any maybe standout moments of the recording process <laughs> um, uh i don't know just like yeah like it was really fun i don't know some like t parts were like kind of frustrating but like when you're like literally sitting drumming the same song for like several hours, it kind of gets a little time oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know, just like everything, it was just the best trip. Uh, yeah, yeah just say yeah, the same thing pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was, I thought it was gonna be like like especially when we first got out there because like we recorded for a bit like the first night. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, right when we got out there, I was, like, kind of like, oh, man, this is going to be, like, so much hard work and stuff. But, like, as the days progressed, like, it was literally, like, just drumming, getting the tracks down, like, and we mm -hmm. just, like, drank and chilled. <laughs> like, it was, it was, like, I did nothing. We did nothing <laughs> but chilled and drank and recorded yeah. and oh i mean yeah, awesome. he did he did all his drums first and then yeah. and then it was like me for the rest of it but finally i have to do i have to do more like the bass the vocals and mm. the harmonies and or whatnot so it's sometimes challenging the vocals and trying to get my voice warmed up or sometimes i'd, I'd get too tired and i couldn't hit certain notes I have to take a break but yeah <laughs> other than that i was, I was surprised because how good it sounded after this is the first ever album like i've recorded anyway and to have no idea what it sounds like after we were done so I'm just kind of like waiting for the tracks. I'm like, damn, I, want, I wonder if it sounds good. Because <laughs> we just like recorded it and then left. Like, and then, you know, once I got the tracks back, I was like, nice. Like, Man. Amazing. Just like he sent like those couple few teaser tracks and like it was just like 30 seconds that I'd just be like, just get into the song and then it would like end. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got, I got like an, a burnt CD, unofficial, Dane yeah. serotonin. Yeah. I was pretty stoked. Yeah. Just came home one day and I found it like in my room. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it manifested itself in your room. Yeah. 
do you guys find it all like weird listening to yourselves on like a record or something mm-hmm. like that yeah it can be it gets weird over time well, or weirder. Remember, <laughs> well i was in the basement yeah just working on stuff and then ethan put on the album pretty loud upstairs I'm just like, hmm, who's that singing? And then I'm like, oh, that's myself. That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, like, it freaks me out to hear myself singing in another room. I'd say that. That's uh, really weird for me. I have to, like, be in the room. And But ultimately, I love, really love listening to, you know, my, my music, you know, my, or my band's music very much. And it's just it's a great way to reflect on uh, the work you've done, so... Yeah, so I really enjoy it for the most part. <laughs> I could definitely see that being weird, though, like hearing yourself singing, yeah. you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. It's like a clone. Yeah. I, I don't get that. I don't like get all weird at like, Oh, is that me drumming in another room? Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, do you kind of like look back on? Are you self critical at all when you hear it? Are you like, man, maybe I could have done that better? Or yeah. Like, yeah, always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I find sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta do it, and you just gotta be happy with with what you have. And I don't know. No, no, no regrets at all. I just feel like we've done a good enough job, you know, and then. If we want to be better, we'll be better on the next album, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, that's the process, right? Just yeah. kind of maturing and well, becoming like, better at what you do. I don't know. Like, I'm very self-critical, but, like, mm-hmm. when it comes to that, like, I kind of just think, like, oh, man, like, no one's going to really, like, notice those little things that I'm noticing because it's, like... No, no they're um, not. Like, yeah, they, they'll just think it's a part of the song or, yeah. like, whatever, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's, uh... Nobody notices the tiny fuck-ups that you notice when you're, like, making your own music. You're like, oh, yeah. this could have been so better, but somebody else is listening to it, and they're just like, this is awesome, you know? They're not, like, yeah. picking apart the drums or, like, the vocals yeah. in the way that you would because you've done them, <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find it, this, like, the same thing when I, like, listen to my own music. I'm like, ah, but there's a little fuck-up right there, yeah. and it's... Yeah, no... Yeah. <laughs> Lots of critiques. Yeah. But I guess that's how you grow as musicians, too. Like, yeah, like, man, maybe I could have done that better or whatever. And I guess also like hearing yourself off a CD is like it's a way that you because when you play it live or you're like you're not he- like you're hearing it differently. I feel, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Definitely. Yeah, yeah it's very different live. Yeah. Sometimes we might like speed up more, so like I want to try not to do as much and. Just listening to the tracks at a time kind of helps us to see a better idea of the timing that we do when we play them. Yeah. Cool. It's like even kind of weird in the studio, like just watching Trent into his like bass and vocal tracks. Cause like when we play live, like I usually just get like a lot more of the bass and not so much vocals and like my monitor. And like it's not like I'm looking at him like head on because i'm either beside him or behind him yeah like it was just like weird kind of seeing (laughs) him like rip out on the bass or like sing and stuff because it's like i i don't have that uh point of view i guess yeah yeah totally because in the past when i'd add the 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 bass after i record with him i just do it in my room by myself most of the time 
Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, not so much weird to me, or not so weird to me when I yeah, play bass to drums. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. It's just like in, in your headphones, and then I kind of like I know what you're gonna do, or just like I know you well enough, or yeah, to kind of lock in. It's cool. Nice. So that, would you say you guys have now like developed like that kind of chemistry that you can just like riff off of each other? Or... Oh yeah. 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 No, I feel like we've had that chemistry for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. It did take like a while, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when you are recording an album or something, um, how do you kind of keep that um, human feel to the music? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, it's just it's it's the love, you know, it's the passion eat that uh human feel so you just gotta really uh just just get into t- to what you're doing like get into what you're playing or you know some people they have red light fever which meaning like as soon as you hit the record button it's like oh my god i, I gotta get this perfect but like you might end up being super mechanical um but honestly you gotta have fun um mm. And how, you know, you get your parts down really well is you just lots and lots of practice before you go into the studio. And because when we went in, it was like, I would just go for it and not think about anything. I'd just play my parts and how I normally play it. And yeah, so that's how I we would or how I'd give it a human feel, I guess. Yeah, I I like just had to be super relaxed and chilled and like Mm -hmm. i just i wouldn't focus so much on like everybody like watching me and like all the shit that was Mm -hmm. going on like i'd kind of just like like have a beer have a smoke like just be just kind of get into my own headspace like even our producers is like yeah how you feeling man have another sip of your beer yeah relax man just relax (laughs) yeah (laughs) well like i don't know it it, like it was a lot better because like having a producer that like i've known for a long time like one of my best friends like just knows me he's like yo you chill out man just like take her easy drink some beers like it's all good (laughs) nice yeah super yeah oh yeah (laughs) super super positive experience um were they were the people who produced your album were they willing to maybe give critique critiques and stuff like that and be like you know that this isn't working here maybe try this or something to yeah well like that that's also kind of why it was nice having justin in the studio because uh another ear yeah and like he he's not like afraid to be like oh hey like you maybe try this or like because like like we know each other like all really well and like Mm -hmm. i i definitely take his like i guess advice or like his kind of ideas into music because like he knows music really well and like he knows our music like super well like so <laughs> it's kind of nice having like i guess his year yeah cool um so have you kind of for the cd release party like have you guys been playing any of these new songs at any of your shows or is it all gonna be new uh well, at this for most most of them we've kind of been playing uh we've kind of held out on a few songs for sure 
Uh, I think there's like, I don't know, three songs that will be like pretty new or one of them especially or a couple of them especially brand new. Yeah. Or whatnot. So yeah, just to kind of keep it interesting. So, you know, people, yeah. I don't know, don't already like know that song, you know. Yeah. 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 That's all like I we can all say. We only played like Procrastinate that one time. Yeah, a house party. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's only, it's yeah. only no remorse haven't played. <laughs> oh damn it! Yeah, I guess we have played everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I get, thing is, yeah, I get like uh, bored of songs pretty fast, so I'm like constantly, I'm like, I want to write a new one. I want to play a new one already. And mm. Yeah, as much as I enjoy our music, I just always love playing new songs. And people love hearing new songs, I find. Yeah, for sure. Because they'll go to your shows a lot, hear the same music, but if you you play them a new song, they they, they really appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. People also love, you know, the familiar. Like, that's why people get, you know, turned up at uh, Don't Stop Believing and shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Big time. Hold hold on to that view. (laughs) (laughs) Like, definitely the number one song to play if you want the entire bar to go nuts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big time. (laughs) It's it's a secret. Don't don't let, don't tell everyone. (laughs) Saver of Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, make sure you make it out on the 24th because we're going to play some journey. (laughs) We'll take you on a journey. Yeah, we will take you on a journey. (laughs) Uh, News on this podcast, you're actually converting to a journey cover band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Prepare yourself, Calgary. Very very raw journey sound. Um, so I guess it, what do you guys do other than music? Do you, is it just music all the time or? Uh, almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my, uh, like more of, I'd say like my professional job, I, um, I'm a music teacher. I like okay. teach, uh, yeah, music all yeah, the time. <laughs> drums, bass, piano, guitar. Yeah. So that's where I make my living, which is nice. Cause it's like, I can, uh, yeah, just it's nothing but music, and other than that, yeah, just kind of, I just, yeah, pretty much just do music. <laughs> I can't really think of anything else. <laughs> yeah, I'm right up that same alley. Like, I, I work at night, I also shows all the time, like DJs, shows. Like, we have the, like, the very odd, like, comedy night, but. Like yeah, and then like I I got another band, class of '93. Music all the time. <laughs> music, working, working, music shows, working yeah, it takes, shows. Well, it takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like, the industry you want to be in. You, you just have every to every weekend. Full throttle. Like I'm working, or if I'm not working, I'm playing a show. Cause, yeah. Like it's it's hard to book off time. Or a lot of time, I guess, when I only work weekends, yeah. Yeah. Do you find it challenging, like... Yeah, well, like, just, uh, just, like, with, like, playing shows and stuff, like, in order to play shows, I have to book off, like, my prime work hours. Yeah. Because, like, uh, like, I'll usually work, like, Wednesday through Saturday, 
but uh like usually like if like i'll definitely take shows on like like if i'm playing rocket for dollars it's not hard to get a wednesday off and like thursday shows are not hard to get off either but like if i'm playing like any like friday saturday shows like usually have to book them off like like i try to like at least like three weeks in advance like just to be nice i guess yeah because like i i'm i'm there all the time so kind of sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I like if I'm not if I'm not working in a bar, I'm usually at a bar because yeah. I'm fucking playing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Rock yeah. and rolling. Yeah. The rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> Living that NATO life. Literally. Night all turns into night all. Yeah. Definitely. You have to be. I'm ready for this summer because, like, at least I'll see the sun. Yeah. Yeah. time. It definitely affects you. Like, there's a point in the winter time because I just work nine to five, but there's a point in the winter for like a month where. I don't see the sun. Like, no. I go to work and it's dark, and I leave work and it's dark, and it's like, yeah. Fuck. It's like when I wake up for work, it's like the sun is like just about down, or it's like completely dark out. And then, like, when I get home from work, it'll still be dark. I don't know. I kind of like working nights in the like winter because, like, at least I can sleep during the day and it's not like super bright in my room. But yeah. over the summer, it's like a little harder. Like, I gotta put more blankets and shit over my windows <laughs> yeah. it gets bright so early oh yeah. dude yeah Stays like 6 so a.m so like the yeah. worst is like working like a gnar shift at work and then like leaving at like 5 36 in the morning and like you're in the base the dark just... basement and then you go out the back door and it's like oh it's just this beautiful <laughs> morning you know yeah. too it's like, like oh the oh, sun so burns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like i I always keep a pair of sunglasses like in my work bag, yeah. <laughs> just in case. You can definitely know. say I'm a cave rat too. Yeah, it's like, it needs to be pitch black in my yeah, room. Man. Oh, sleeping. dude, like me and Trenton, yeah. we sleep so much, like all day. <laughs> I'll be waking up at four because like I takes I, a I lot work of late, and then like he'll just be getting up to like making a pot of coffee at like 4 30 in the afternoon seizing the day yeah oh dude we dane seizes the day yeah. at least it sounds like he sees the night yeah oh, he sees the night for sure oh yeah so you guys are obviously more night people than day people yeah <laughs> yeah Yeppers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the opposite, but that's because like I feel like my job has forced me to be that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. So it's like I'm waking up at like nine, ten on a weekend, I'm like, Oh, that was a sleep in. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so teaching music, uh, would you say that that's like had a positive effect on like your band life? Or like your playing in general, I guess? Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it has. I only work, like, from Monday to Thursday, so, like, weekends are always free. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it's helped, like, improve me on uh, certain instruments, for sure. And it's just the fact that I get to teach music is so nice and make money off of it. I have a lot of fun doing it, so... Yeah, so it's kind of like I go there and do that, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm basically I'm working on the dream, right? 
the dream making it <laughs> uh, yeah and then which is really cool too because my my receptionist at my work she does t-shirts or whatnot so she's gonna be doing our band t-shirts for like a really decent price which is very convenient you know than yeah. going through other uh, manufacturers that can charge a lot more money like uh, i'd just rather not pay a thousand bucks for a hundred tees and you yeah. might not sell tons of them either right? yeah yeah so yeah definitely that's the thing about like we said about uh you know small studios and stuff there's a lot of those businesses now like whether it be t-shirts or graphic design or media or whatever it is like there's so many people now who are just they're just doing shit they're not like affiliated with big companies or bigger they're just doing shit because they want to and like the internet has totally made that possible and it's really like cool i guess but yeah yeah Yeah, it's awesome yeah Yeah, it's nice it's all who you know and you you use people for their expertise and all that stuff it comes to photography or videography and yeah yeah. Cool. Um, you guys mentioned that you were doing a music video, or you were maybe shooting a music video. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this Saturday. Yeah. And doing music video for a song called "Stuck" in the album, and I think uh, yeah, Daniel Nobre is yeah, will be shooting it, and yeah, yeah, kind of was just a song about being stuck in life and. He's our other roommate as, like, the lead character. What, Hunter's going to be in it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, yeah, he's going to be in our... He's going to be in our last one, but that one never ended up being a thing. No. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, this one will. It'd be good. It's good to just have at least one music video, like... Don't want to put tons of production in it. Is it going to be fun. like maximum cringe? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a I lot mean, of cringes a lot of so bands funny to a certain music degree. videos are like cringy to an extent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Music videos just don't make sense, but like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay for them to not really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> So here's us having a good time, getting fucked up, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, uh, did you is like did you approach this guy to do your video, or did he kind of oh, approach he, you? Or? He actually approached me. Okay. Kind of. He like kind of is at our house parties, filmed other stuff, and he really wants to get into that more documenting for for bands and all that. And yeah, super generous. Yeah. yeah, with his time and his efforts, and yeah. really, really yeah. great guy. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Nabre, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like stoked, like to shoot the video, but I definitely think it's there's gonna be a little little cringe in there. <laughs> oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> also working on an image kind of like bought stuff from valley village the other day you know the kind of i don't know how to really describe the style but it like it kind of matches our album artwork more like black and blue and yeah all that stuff but we'll see how people respond to it and if it's not well then back to the drawing board but i think it's 
important for every band to have an image, you know. Yeah, it makes you stand out more, you know. Yeah, it makes you more memorable. Even yeah. if you're just say like at least they can look back and be like, "Oh yeah, it's the band that does that thing yeah. or whatever that may be, but it definitely yeah, helps you. Especially when you're only a two-piece band. It's like it's it's cool if like you're both matching in some sort of way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, did, well, we did one time where we both wore pink like over a year ago. <laughs> that really popped. <laughs> pink. Yeah. Because we tried to go like an idea of doing different themes each time, but... Uh, I don't know if that's really us. I think that's more pancakes thing. They always dress up as a different theme. Yeah, so I think that's why like they're really out there too, just because of their image as well. Yeah. Man, yeah. definitely best best pancake outfits. They like all just took plastic bags and made articles of clothing, and they wore plastic bags <laughs> or plastic bag like clothing on stage, and like it, yeah, and like also these big like old grandpa visor <laughs> glasses things that's like that's very pancake yeah the visors those are, those are the best <laughs> yeah. i love it <laughs> uh, that's awesome it's, i see a lot of like metal bands do that too i late i've seen at least three different calgary metal bands do the short short thing you know oh like. yeah <laughs> yeah man I'm, I'm, even got shorts. Yeah, no, I, I need. I think I need to get shorter shorts. I got like they're comfy shorts, but they're not not as short as I want. Dude, don't be too seductive now. Oh man, I want to look the sexiest I possibly can on stage. Yeah, and I'm like, and drummers, like you get hot. Yeah. Oh, dude, no, I'm definitely gonna. I, I definitely want to rock the short shorts and just the least amount of clothing possible because it gets really sweaty oh, yeah. <laughs> well didn't you say you wanted a fur coat though so yeah I honestly that, like the whole yeah. the whole first kind of thought was i was gonna get like a nasty fur coat <laughs> with like short shorts and then i just wear like like I, I guess like big fucking tube socks and like fans i don't know i wanted to look ridiculous but i could not find a i couldn't find a fur coat but yeah mm-hmm. Still gonna go with the short shorts though. Nice. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess like the the image of the album and stuff, like what made you decide on that? Oh, it was actually uh, my sister who uh, design is our graphic designer, and just kind of like asking her. Just like what says serotonin, or like, can you come up with something different, unique, and something that's cool? So that's something that she pulled together and ended up going with uh, black and blue for this one. Kind of like a darker tonality to the album because the album itself is very is a very dark album, I think, and so it's kind of got that the blue and the black, that deep emotional, yeah. It's kind um, of like expression. a. It's kind of like a fractal design mm-hmm. on the front. Kind of looks like yeah, with cracked the, and shit. Yeah, and of course with the logo. So it's it's the background that kind of makes it more unique. And yeah. Still have the same logo as before. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I guess it's like you said, it's more kind of dark and serious and stuff like that. Um, hmm. 
do you find it difficult to kind of like uh play that live in any way do you know what i mean to like kind of hype it up and like get people excited about it well in that sort of sense of like it being Emotion, more emotional. Oh yeah, if it is like yeah. darker, emo- like is it hard yeah. to play at all in in any way? I guess. Yeah, yeah, sometimes because we're very like uh like we sound upbeat or very vibrant, but then but the message is actually like really depressing in a way. But yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. So I think most people they see us they it's there for a good time. I guess just the rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rocking out. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like playing those songs like live, just with the energy, and I don't know. I I feel like it would be a little more upbeat. Yeah. I want to see people go nuts at this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, seeing yeah, people go nuts before and it's like, what the heck? Like, yeah. I imagine it gives you guys like a like takes you to that next level when you see people yeah. like really oh, reacting geez. to oh, your man. music gets me like that much more stoked yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah it's just insane that it's like like wow i can't believe from like what i'm doing right now has that sort of effect on people it's the power that you have you know yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a like a feedback loop like uh-huh. they give you energy and then you're like oh fuck and yeah. then you give them the energy back and yeah. you like up your performance and stuff and that again makes them more stoked and it's yeah oh yeah yeah exactly there's definitely gigs where sometimes the crowd's not really feeling it or it just can feel awkward, but when they are, it's always a great feeling. Do you guys do anything to like work on your stage presence or? Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, as time went on, I used to have really cringy stage banner. I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like see some videos uh, of myself stage bannering. I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> My God, shut up, Trent like, hey, how But like, I stopped. Tonight? <laughs> yeah, I stopped it like when you know when one of my buddies is like, oh, Trent, absolutely love your stage banner. It's so terrible. I'm like. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I just thought it'd be more funny than terrible, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What I was thinking at the time that's that phase is over with. <laughs> it's like uh, I realize people just they just want to hear music more than anything. Hear you talk, like you, you say a few words, you know, and then you just play the next song, you know. And that, that's that's it, really. You don't need to do a speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which band it was, but I like they specifically said that they like practice their stage banter and stuff like that, and it's, it's it good. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it seemed interesting to me. But I guess yeah, it helps. Yeah, if you have a good banter, you know, adds to the show. Yeah, yeah. Something like something like an organized show, you know, really. Mm. Yeah, organized and professional, really. Yeah, makes for a great show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys maybe do you like feel more at home and more comfortable on the stage now than Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I used to be like so scared about like being too drunk on stage or whatever, but like now it's like I'll kind of like wait a bit and then like right before we go on stage, you know, like I'll do a shot, take a couple beers up, but oh yeah I don't know it's just like <laughs> some shows they just get like so riled up and then I'll just like get super wasted before going on I'm like 
Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's not always bad. Like when we played Rockin' for yeah. Dollars on like my birthday, like we played last and I was fucking wrecked, but we still oh, played yeah. like a really good set. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just because I'm wrecked, does like especially with like Dane, like I, I couldn't get wrecked with Class ninety three. Like the, I got so much shit. It's like, too fast. It's way too fast. Yeah. I'm sure like one day I'll be fine, but like. We only just hit, like, one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you mentioned your other musical project, Class of 93. Yeah. Um, do you have any other music projects going on, Jonathan? Or... Uh, yeah, like, cover bands uh, called Runner or whatnot. So we're trying to establish that a little bit more and hopefully play more shows. Yeah, so hopefully that'd be, like, a project I can make just a bit more money off of yeah um live because they pay more for cover bands i guess yeah. <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> yeah well yeah. and you play like a few sets but it's because it's like music people um, yeah. people like are more familiar with and all that yeah definitely i guess like it makes sense but that just that surprises me a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah Cool. I find that like most most musicians, at least they have like multiple musical projects going on. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of good. It keeps it keeps you really busy. It can be challenging yeah. sometimes doing other projects, but you know it's it's good. I think it's really good to have a variety or to do different stuff with other people and collaborate. Cool. Yeah. Uh, do your other musical projects ever bleed into Dane a little bit? Uh, I I could say so for me, because it's uh it's helped me with like learning cover songs helped me with like uh, ideas and styles and grooves, though the way I play my bass I feel like because I've done done so much practicing for the other band that, um, it, it's made me a better bass player and yeah just come up with more interesting ideas for Dane yeah cool, um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Class 93 is, like, really crusty, like, raunchy, hardcore punk, and, like, I don't know, like, there's that, and then there's Dane, like, (laughs) there isn't a lot of crossover, just because the, they're, I don't don't know, they're, like, not, like, super different, but, like, they definitely... No, they're pretty different. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But, yeah. Man, I, I used to have really this, like, different. project with Dylan and Steve from Crooked Spies called, like, Winter Tan. It was, like, all, uh, it was all, like, Dylan's songs, and, like, we only, we only played a couple of shows, but it was, like, good, but well, I guess we're not really a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, it's, it's like, while well, it lasted. Cool. Yeah. It, it's hard sustaining uh, a side project, too. Yeah. With other band members, and... Yeah, it's like, hard. those guys are so fucking busy, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, and to with get work it, and stuff. Yeah. And to get it off the ground, you know, almost starting it all over again, and mm. you know, yeah. well, your main projects, the established one. And, uh, yeah, I could see that being exciting too, though. You know, mm. you start a new band just to like mm. be like, okay, like what's this like again? Or you want to play a different type of music or whatever? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah kind of neat that you know you can just do that too oh yeah <laughs> nice. Good to yeah reinvent yourself yeah i don't know it's just nice like not just doing the same thing like all the time like just kind of shaking it up with other mm-hmm. people and yeah 
It's and nice. It allows you to network even more. Yeah. yeah. You do other projects. Yeah, true that. And like, yeah, uh, just playing with people is fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I the different do people. enjoy jamming. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess, how important has networking been to Dane's success? Uh, very. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Also, just like working at Night Owl has like really been a benefit mm-hmm. towards that. Uh, yeah, just because I'm at every show like all the time. I'm always like down like at Night Owl and stuff. Like even when I'm like not working, like usually there's like a show yeah. there that I'll want to go to. Yeah. So that's yeah, nice because I find we don't go to our, of our way anymore to book shows. Like, all the shows come to us and. That's through uh, recommendations or whatnot, or like people who already know us. It's like, hey, I want to book you it's, or something. So that's why we don't easier. look for shows because yeah. everyone wants to wants to book us, which is really a great feeling, you know. Because when we like to start when we haven't played a single show at all, like sent emails to probably like twelve venues, only two got back, yeah. and then. But as soon as like they gave us that chance, the first couple gigs, then it started becoming easier and easier and meeting other bands meeting booking agents and managers of establishments and yeah who really enjoy you yeah Yeah, I'm like pretty sure I said this like last podcast but like rock for dollars (laughs) straight up yeah helps helping out like so many bands like all Mm -hmm. the time like yeah it's just like good way to get yourself out there yeah and network i'm sure it's like a crazy yeah. integral part of like our music yeah. scene it seems oh yeah dude just like so many people go to rock for dollars like weekly it's yeah like so many people yeah. like it just exposes you to like a wide variety of what calgary has to offer too. yeah and it's like it's nice to just kind of get like all those styles like all at one place like one night mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty neat yeah it's super <laughs> cool um I mean, you've hosted Rocking for Dollars a couple of times, haven't yeah. you? What's that been like? <laughs> oh, amazing experience. Like, yeah, yeah you, you get paid, you get a bunch of free drinks. It's like, and like, it, you, you just have fun. Like, yeah. you get to see all these bands, you get to goof off on stage. Like, yeah, it's one of the, one of the best opportunities I've gotten. And I, yeah, I thank BJ for that. Like, most times I see him. Especially when I've had a few drinks, I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, just great opportunity. Yeah, and I'm, like, so, so blessed to be a part of that. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to Rocking for Dollars again. Yeah. <laughs> Hard shout out. Yeah. And, like, what they do, for, like, they'll get those, some bands who play Rock for Dollars, like, in the big winter classic. And yeah. It really helps. They really focus on, you know, newer, newer bands for sure in the scene. And yeah. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. Because we were, like, one of them, too, when we played 2017 big winter classic. And, BJ like just found out and got us yeah. got us in there. But that was yeah. through rocking for dollars. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you, so you guys played this big winter classic or uh, no last one? Before, one. Right? Yeah, yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, cool. went to, we went to this one and yeah, it was super, super amazing. He's even better than last year's, like it was just 
people were especially even like that much more awesome. Oh yeah. Such a great lineup they put together, like really well planned and yeah. That yeah. stuff is just so much fun. Yeah, I didn't think Always that go. I was gonna be able to go just because of work and stuff. But mm-hmm. the la- I didn't realize that it was going on, on on like the Sunday. But I ended up getting called off work on the Saturday, so like I got like I went to like half of it. Saw less than Jake, and that was like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, was, yeah, I love ska. I don't, I don't yeah. care who knows it. <laughs> uh, nice. It seems like there's a lot of like Calgary focused just things popping up to like help the music scene. Like, oh yeah. You know, the music scene is kind of thriving and then not, now all these other things are kind of latched. I don't know, not maybe necessarily latching on, but helping it and coming yeah. together. And it yeah. just seems like that's happening more and more in today's. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just noticing it more, but. <laughs> I'm like so, so happy about it though. Cause like when I was in high school, man, being in a band was not cool. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, at least at our school. Yeah. yeah. Not really like, even, cool. even just like playing yeah. music was like not cool what? at our high school uh, so like no. yeah man oh yeah i was like a part of this very small group of like high school students that listened to metal and like people used to shit on us just yeah. for like listening to metal yeah. but yeah i don't know yeah, yeah I was like, i'm just happy just, just that kids the time i can be like recognized a bit mm. nicer like for playing music like, yeah not just being like, oh, you play music. Well, people, people from high school. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. in high school come to our shows, actually. A lot yeah. of people, and they really respect us for it. Nice. Yeah. yeah uh, the, whole, like, the whole music scene, it's just such like a tight-knit community, it seems. Mm. Like, everybody knows everybody, and mm. or knows a friend of a friend. Who's, yeah. It's really cool. I think, I think, yeah, that's what it's made of up of is like the people who love music who are musicians and their friends and that's all it is really yeah because people who don't really go to the music scene at all are just really into their jobs like just end up never ever doing that sort of thing Mm -hmm. right yeah because like i remember like just at the crooked spies show for example like i go into the bar and there's like 20 people in there I know and I'm just like yeah. left right and center oh, like oh God. hey man how's it going like oh hey how's it going man <laughs> like and that's yeah, like it's comforting too yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah. it's also why I love my job cause like half the time it's just like I know like half the people that are like at work and mm-hmm. it's just nice it's like nicer to work in an environment where I can like literally just like do my job and like chat with my friends and mm-hmm. like so nice yeah, that's it's awesome. It's like what makes work bearable is the people yeah. you work with sometimes. Big time. Yeah, man, this is like first job in like a long time that I've just been like, ugh. Yeah, nice. It's so good. <laughs> I don't like hate going to work. Like sometimes I get like hungover and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, everybody has those days. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no matter how much you love your job, there's going to be days where you're like, fuck this shit. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it's yeah. like you just you have to do it all all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the way it is. That's how I pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> that's important. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, is there any kind of like final things you guys want to throw out there? 
Uh, yeah, just say like, yeah, sh- um, come to our release March 24th at Night Owl upstairs. Come be friends with us. We'll be selling <laughs> t-shirts for $20 each. We'll be selling CDs, $10, and stickers for two. Yeah, we'll have our old album artwork stickers and new album artwork stickers, so get one of each. Yeah. It's going to be please, pretty cool. <laughs> yes, please come on yeah. by and have an amazing time. We yeah. cannot wait like, to yeah. release this album. Come, uh, come party it up with your, your boys and Dane. Nice. That's yes. a good way to end it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no <laughs>
If you liked this episode of the podcast, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. For up-to-date information on the podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Froggy Style Productions. That's Frog, the letter E, Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.